dulcet beautiful tones (laughs) of macy rodman who just arrived as i hurriedly threw on clothing because in a rare example of uh rare example of me not being ready uh, ahead of time i was uh but i I think i did remarkably well (laughs) (laughs) yeah your clothes and the and i i specified this outfit on my writer so thank you for uh respecting that (laughs) and i I appreciate that you you enjoy brian ferry as much as you do because uh let me refill your water is that, oh that, my god! I chugged that. I'm sorry. I'm hungover. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I think we're in a, in a similar place. I was just gonna. No, I was just gonna give you a hand. No, uh, I was just gonna tap your hand. But uh, oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, I was like, we're in a similar place. Uh, I'm not hungover. Solidarity. Yeah, so, th- thank you. Thank you. I, I was grasping for words because uh, uh, I overslept uh, partially because of a Xanax taken after a week of free floating anxiety that I mentioned to you in the hallway. Yeah, but it's all over. Like it got taken care of. Yeah, that's great. Then ev- all the structure inside of the ah, just uh, fed faded and isn't that a nice moment it's when it's so like, yeah, yeah. <sighs> but it's almost like too um relaxing you know <laughs> it's like you kind of immediately fall into a coma like exactly like <laughs> I, I was like well that's good but i was like geez i really overslept today like you know yeah. but that's but it's it and then at the same time i was like oh i'm so relieved that's gone i'm so relieved <laughs> let me grab that water and then we'll continue oh, work Oh, look, that's good. I still have a, another podcast playing on my... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who are you listening to? How did this get made? How did... Oh, the movie one. Yeah, that's yeah. That's good. I woke up to it, and it's, it, you always know that you've overslept when you're like, what movie are they talking about? And it's like something you're like, wow, I'm, I'm far down the list. Like, yeah, I've or really... it's like you've gone through all the episodes of the podcast <laughs> you were listening to, and you're, you're on like... <laughs> Chelsea Handler's podcast. Yeah. It's like yeah. a totally different, like a like a uh, paid uh, like show you might enjoy. One. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you said you're hungover. You had a big show last night at the Naval. Yeah, it was really really fun. Um, I like so many people moved to LA from Brooklyn. So oh right, I okay. just like it's always like kind of reunion vibes when I come here. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah so it was just like really great and it was the first day on my tour that i haven't had to wake up at like fucking five in the morning or something Uh, so (laughs) that for touring is not ideal yeah and i have a day off today i'm flying today but i'm uh i don't have a show uh so i was like i was like let's go i don't know (laughs) yeah well i'm so happy we can make this happen because i was hoping to come to new york last year yeah but i was overly ambitious i was like right we're starting to be able to go places i'll go to new york and london did not go (laughs) to either place but i'm going to london next week oh fab yeah what are you doing there i'm going to visit my lady friend ada and uh, my partner i guess is the better way to put it although i like saying lady friend from london i just it's a nice ring to it doesn't it yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it sounds like a like a like a like a mid-60s kink song or something lady friend from london (laughs) like maybe maybe dave sang it yeah yeah Yeah. uh and uh, i'm gonna tape some shows over there too which is going to be fun oh sick yeah thank you that's cool i I love it there do you uh, have you been to i've never been i was just talking to someone 
last night who was like, you have to go to London. You have to go to London. I'm like, I want to go. I, you, I'm told. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. Like, oh, you must. You must. Do it. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It hasn't worked out yet. Okay. Uh, like, yeah, it's not like, can you, okay. Yes, I do want to. <laughs> Get off my back. <laughs> <laughs> but you, uh, on the tour, where have you hit for uh, tour stops? So started in Austin for South by Southwest. Oh, cool. Um, I was South by Southwest. It was cool. It was my first one. Uh, congratulations that's like a big thing right yeah it was sick um and the shows the 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 show one went really well and one was kind (laughs) of weird um but uh how did it go weird what was the weird part so it was the last day and apparently everyone leaves on sunday like in the morning and it was in sunday like afternoon so it was like a daytime show so it was no one was there really i mean there were a few people there but it was a lot of people that were like playing the show yes and we were all exhausted and so like by the time i got up there i was like the headliner quote unquote or whatever and i was always on last so by the time i got up there everyone was just like oh yeah like yeah snooze fast and i was like trying to be like okay like <laughs> let's clap like uh, let's get into this and everyone like i was like you guys like <laughs> come on i was like getting kind of aggressive but yeah, give me um, something yeah one thing even if it's bad like yeah. boomy um they were just did not given nothing but i can't blame them it was a tiring weekend but apparently it was like 30 percent capacity of what it normally is oh so then you got 30 percent capacity and all the people fleeing early to quote avoid the traffic yeah and you're, but you, you got a crowd packing, that's yeah it was packed as hell i can't yeah. imagine that yeah like okay so that's 30 percent capacity so otherwise it's just like a zoo apparently it's just body to body yeah and you can't get into anything. I'm like, that sounds miserable. That's what I've heard. Just in stories of people being like, oh, yeah, we." because I remember there was this band in Boston that drove in an old school bus yeah. or something. That was like the, the gag. And then it's like you get there and it's just like ants. So maybe in a way this was like the ideal year yeah, to go. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, pro- I, be- I bet it was. Yeah. yeah. And now you can be like, oh, yeah, we were there the 30% year. Yeah. And then- <laughs> Dolly Parton played and apparently the, the uh, room didn't fill up completely. Okay, that's bananas. I know. Yeah. In Texas? Yeah. Th- yeah, that makes no sense. It was a little confusing. You had to like buy an NFT and like it was weird. It was <laughs> Wait, a, you had to buy an NFT to go to a Dolly Parton show? I was playing at the same time, so I couldn't go. Oh, right, but, right. Well, th- yeah. that's good because you didn't have to buy an NFT. I know. You had to like buy an NFT of like a butterfly or something. Oh, it good was lord! Like, yeah, it was a weird like marketing scheme, <laughs> and then she has a book or so. It was like a weird kind of like multi level <laughs> event. <laughs> yeah, multi tier marketing. I think. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, she is nonstop with that, which is like in one way you go like I admire the hustle, yeah. and the other side of me goes like, Dolly, you've done okay. Like, yeah, can you, you, you fucking <laughs> take a nap? Like. <laughs> slow down chill out yeah yeah even on interviews you know she had that new series of tv movies for uh, netflix oh yeah man can she crowbar a plug-in i've never seen anyone as adept at crowbarring a plug-in because you're also like oh i love dolly oh she's wonderful and she will like have the mission on mind the whole time yeah 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 i do think there is something kind of like um nefarious about someone that everyone loves i'm like what is wrong with Dolly Parton? <laughs> I that like, and you can't say that. Like, I'll I'll be assassinated. Yeah, exactly. We're both <laughs> going to get in real big trouble. But yeah, just because you, we're you're probably uh, <laughs> it's it for me. That's it. too. Yeah, I said that. Ever heard that podcast, Cocaine and Rhinestones? 
No. Oh my God, it's so great. I got obsessed with it at the oh. beginning of the year. It's this guy, Taylor Mahan Coe, who's the son of David Allen Coe. Oh. And it's an exhaustively researched uh, history of modern country music, like from oh. the, I guess, 20th century country music. The entire season two is this epic thing that has uh, episodes that are about like Billy Sherrill's whole history and all this. And then George Jones and Tammy Wynette are the overriding story for all of season two. Oh. So if you want to hear some horrific cocaine stories, go for like the George Jones episodes. But he was. Oh, I never would have known. Oh, it, it's so wild. Some oh. of the country debauchery is blows rock and roll hedonism out of the water. Like, yes. Yeah, I guess because you're like in the country to some extent i mean nashville i guess is a big city but but still a lot of them you get uh, away with a lot more i feel like yeah yeah and it's funny because like slower tempos but it's like fleetwood mac was like the largest consumer of cocaine right yeah. for like a couple of years <laughs> and everything's like doom 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very mellow yeah. yeah totally yeah i feel like mm, yeah with stimulants can like um give you this thing where it's like the stuff that you're making doesn't necessarily mimic yeah stimulation yeah. but uh you're just like like focusing on like a groove or like a like <laughs> yeah. section for a really long time and like making it complicated yes i feel like that is like that's coke brain <laughs> you're so right and also uh there's a story about from rumors where they wore out the tape so much but they had to back up uh, the master of the drums uh -huh. and it's a good thing they did because otherwise they had wiped off the high end completely and they didn't notice because it was just endless we got to fix that banjo part, you know, like that kind of oh stuff. Oh my God. Yeah, there was like no high end left. <laughs> and then the engineer had to sync them up by hand. He had a joystick. So there was no like lock in mechanism. Oh my God. Of course, that was cocaine fueled as well. <laughs> yeah. That sounds. <laughs> it like, it's, kind of, it's okay. It's good. The left one's good. The right oh, one's good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's half a second. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost have it. I almost have it. Yeah. Um, what kind of drugs do you like? Do you like drugs? I'm unfortunately prone to uppers like uh, high school uh, was my like uh, meth years, like uh -huh. smoking meth and stuff because I worked three jobs and um, that'll do it. Yeah. So I was like I was like trying desperately to get out of Juneau, Alaska. So I worked at like a bagel shop at night cleaning up. A, uh, I worked as a clerk at a law office during the day and then um a restaurant, like a salmon tourist restaurant. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so fairly high pressure stuff like the law office stuff, because there's always a vibe going on at the yeah. law office, right? Well, it was kind of a like, it was a like Twin Peaks, if Twin Peaks had a law <laughs> office, <laughs> okay. you know, okay. it was like the guy, like the, <laughs> the receptionist was kind of like, you know, Bob, like, <laughs> and Bob's like, kind of like talking to his like a uh, 16 year old girlfriend on FaceTime or whatever. And like the other guys like just eat, always eating a sub. Like it's like, it was kind of high pressure, but not really. Okay. So like a little used car dealership. Yes. And then, okay. Yeah. 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 And then the, what was the bagel shop like? Uh, so I worked the night shift. Uh, that was like when it was closed, I would like do the cleaning and, wash all the dishes and stuff like that sure um that's good though in a way because it's like no one's there yeah no it was great yeah blast music and, sure yeah what, um, would you, what would you be blasting at the time probably destiny's child yeah you yeah. got you need motivation and that's yeah. going to motivate you yeah um and this was when so the person that got me into meth was this uh gay guy who worked at the porn store like a few doors down uh -huh. um and that place would be open 
as late as they wanted it to be also you oh know? okay yeah sure like, oh, like nothing is open late in Juneau, alaska <laughs> except for this fucking porn store so like they should have known something <laughs> was wrong but um did they have the booths and everything yeah 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 okay. i think so yeah they must have because yeah if it's open all night right yeah like, what's the what's the point yeah, exactly yeah. exactly yeah um and they have there was a weird like smoking element to it too i feel like they had like those um they had like uh flavored cigarettes and stuff so oh. maybe they had like hookah i can't quite remember it was also like a <laughs> like a male they did like western union too it was like what it was weird <laughs> there was like a weird like money sending money order element oh to it uh, like honestly i wish it was still there it was fab what was the name of the porn store I, it was called something like mail mail order mail oh wow like so it worked on two levels yeah and, yeah it was fuck mail call mail call yeah oh mail my call. god that's the best name for a porn store slash booth uh emporium and money uh what do you western <laughs> union center i've ever heard yeah <laughs> and uh yeah i think it had another like uh, subtitle or something but mail call is what everyone called it how big was the place was it like a substantially it large was pretty tiny it, it was that's even more interesting yeah it well it had a tiny entranceway and then it had a back room with all the dvds and stuff and then yeah it probably had like some of the booths um, but the front was where there was like cigarettes and, you know, weed grinders and like sure. the, the yeah. all the like, et cetera, you know, yeah, the accoutrement and, yeah. of, uh, <laughs> of the lifestyle, crack pipes and stuff. <laughs> um, I love when you see that at smoke shops, like I was not rose. skilled in the, yeah, like yeah. I was not skilled in the art of that. And I was looking for, I don't know what the hell it was. I think I was trying to buy a weed uh, thing cause I, which w- does not agree with me, but I was like, Oh, I should get one. Now. Yeah. And I'm looking at the pipes and I'm like, uh, and the person with me was like, you know, that's, they're selling crack pipes here and i was like oh oh yeah they that is like you know <laughs> yeah i that blew my little pea brain when i saw the <laughs> that when i realized that that's what that was yeah because at first you just think oh they got a lot of bongs here yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally so when uh what was the method you like it mainly to keep you uh moving through the jobs yeah i think that's like well, yeah, I, it was just like that. It was so it was that guy who was like kind of older. It was kind of a weird <laughs> relationship. And um, and then uh, my friend who was this like rich kid who lived in the valley. Um, what's, who, the, what's the valley in, in uh, uh, Alaska? Mendenhall Valley. Oh, so Mendenhall it's valley. like David um, Mendenhall, of course. The, 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 the <laughs> is that true? <laughs> no. I don't know. <laughs> He's a little kid and over the top, so uh, I, which, I just like to imagine that he like did, he left show business and then went and created. Yeah, the yeah he founded Juno, Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the valley. So there's downtown. Uh, Juno is like three or four sections. It's like downtown, which is like the gorgeous old uh, gold rushy looking okay. downtown. There's the valley, which is like uh, there's like trailer parks and uh like projects and stuff but then also uh richies live out there in like the more secluded part of it yeah and then there's out the road um oh, out the road wow which it? it's like where it's just like sparsely uh, <laughs> populated little uh, houses and stuff yeah. and those are usually really expensive oh um, okay and then in between the valley and out the road is lemon creek and that's where i lived which is like trailer parks the prison um industrial area yeah really ugly and hideous <laughs> um 
but uh but really fun also <laughs> uh but yeah my friend lived in the valley and his parents were super rich and we would just like go and steal pills from people's houses and <laughs> sure and like they had a downstairs uh tenant and so we would just like raid her pills and stuff so it was a combo of like having a lot of opportunities to try different pills and seeing what I liked and then having the access to the math by this weird guy who had kind of an inappropriate crush on me. <laughs> those, those could be um, used for the right reasons, though. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. I certainly used it. Yeah, great. Oh, but, okay, so I went on a long tangent. You were asking the music. No, no, no. That's I mean, I've been throwing out little darts and stuff like that because that's what I love. Yeah, yeah. this guy was the guy that got me into like music other than what my parents listened to. So he was exposing me to like little Kim yeah, and um, the prodigy and like British like club shit and um, rap and like Amanda Lepore's music yeah. and just like, you know, stuff like that that's yeah so what were your parents listening to before um it was like radio stuff so like shania twain yeah um matchbox 20 and stuff okay sure fleetwood so, mac yeah. my mom like loved shaggy i don't know it was super random it was super super random sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what was your one of your favorite things when you like first favorite musics before discovering the prodigy amanda lapore etc I loved Shania Twain. I loved Tina Turner. Yeah. Um, those were probably... And Madonna. Okay, yeah. sure. Now, you mentioned the, my music lunchbox. Yeah. It was the first thing uh, that we talked about, really, other than the uh, Xanax and all that fun <laughs> stuff. But, uh, <laughs> and they were often in the same sentence, Madonna. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite Madonna era? Music. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Impressive instant and um uh why am i blanking no it's a what's it what's a, what's the song that's like da 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 music in a star uh, oh that's impressive instant oh yeah. it is impressive instant yeah. right 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 um yeah. oh uh don't tell me oh um, right, yeah amazing and then yeah. the acoustic ones like uh the really mournful ones on there. Yeah. I love that too. Uh, yeah. Paradise Not For Me. Or, yeah. Yeah. Then I was going to say, is there a song on there called Nobody Loves Me? Or no, that's Brian Ferry. That's not, doesn't apply. Hmm. Uh, the, there is something like that. Yeah. Though. It's, it's just like strummy guitar. She's like, nah, 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 nah. so this is really helpful that... for anyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> At least we won't get copyright struck. Then. No, exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, We're going to get drummed out of town for Dolly Parton talk and then the Madonna fans are going to come for us. Oh my God. I know. I'm, listen, we like her. Yeah, we love we her. Support. We yeah. lo I have the lunchbox. Okay. Come on. <laughs> I have a ray of light lunchbox, actually. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah I love that. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's, I love that record, too. I almost think of those, you know, they're like kind of companion they're, records. Yeah. They're kind of two. So, so it's like, it goes ray of light, music, American life. It's like ray of light is like good, lawful good or whatever. Music is like chaotic good, <laughs> and uh, uh, American life is like chaotic evil. Because <laughs> um, I think they all share, like Mirwise did a lot of the production. Yeah, and William Orbit and William is Orbit. Uh, in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did like Beautiful Stranger and a lot of the um, a lot of Ray of Light. That's right. Yeah, and I love Beautiful Stranger. That's it's so good. So, so good. It's the best thing about Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, 
it's 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 really good her soundtrack work is really good her cover of american pie is sick yeah that is really good yeah but i yeah i really connected to madonna when she got into the like freak folk thing yes you know yeah 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 so when did you start making music was this around this time or this is later and i know i'm now jumping to i think brooklyn when you started yeah 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 yeah. um well my sibling is four years younger than me and they uh are like a music prodigy like they play every instrument they like have been drumming since they were six years old and Uh like um so that was like i would always just like kind of like go in the garage while they were playing and like try to like sing along while they were like doing their thing and that was like how we bonded but then i started like writing music after i dropped out of school probably when i was like 20 mm-hmm. and this was parsons yeah mm-hmm. yeah 20 or 21 or something yeah how long were you at parsons for like two years and what did you go into uh, as your focus of study parsons uh parsons oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the parsons major at parsons. At, at parsons i majored at parsons <laughs> malkovich, and- malkovich 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 <laughs> um, my favorite class was parsons <laughs> And my favorite teacher was also Parsons. Mr. Parsons. He was great. <laughs> um, fashion design. Yeah. Yeah. But any specific uh, I wanted type? to do menswear for some reason. Uh-huh. I like, uh, that was like some latent trans, like uh, overcompensating, I think. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you can't like design that thing that you've been drawing since you were a little kid. Like, <laughs> do, make suits, make suits. It's so funny though, right? Uh, so often. Uh, people will do the thing that's like it, it like no one's telling you right? yeah it's yeah. inside there's a voice of like don't do that that's you know, this, uh, yeah it's, yeah it, it's too easy it's too it feels too good yeah yeah you you like that you can't <laughs> don't do that yeah totally i i did uh make like freaky deaky menswear so i see how that was kind of like a gender exploration or something uh-huh. but i'm like you just wanted to make little like slutty video game outfits like would you should have just done that you know when did you start drawing uh garments or clothing or anything really? i've drawn for as long as i can remember um and it was always like even when i was a little kid it was always like inappropriately like slutty like glasses on like strippers you know yeah, appropriately you mean no, yeah I mean, that, because it's, yeah 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 just like the rest of the kids yeah uh were any i'm trying to think of uh the like people the uh, celebrities i guess madonna would be one that would sort of had been pulling your eye right oh yeah and tina turner because there's a uh i'm not words not my friend today there's like a through line in terms of uh look and presentation with the two of them oh yeah and was there anyone else like that britney was huge for me um and because the her like i guess slave for you era where it was like everything was really like um the torso was really exaggerated and long the yeah. pant was kind of at uh pussy le- uh <laughs> yeah drop pussy like they that's they teach you that at parsons yeah right? exactly that's a technical <laughs> term mr parson told me i'm a kind of a fan of fashion so i know a few of the technical terms so don't mind yeah, me if i drop them in pussy drop. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, whip stitch. Um, yeah, she had the low, low rise pants, and then like everything was like festooned with a scarf and like oh she had, like, yeah, stuff hanging off everywhere, and the like straight kind of like shaggy hair. Sure. Um, so sh- I was obsessed with her. Just thinking, Steven Tyler almost fits into that. Uh, yeah, they, they played the Super Bowl together one year, and they oh, looked yes. kind of similar. Yeah, like he was probably like raiding her wardrobe. Oh, completely. Like, I'll just borrow the scarf. She yeah. <laughs> sure no. <laughs> um and then oh Christina Dirty Era was uh-huh. huge and like probably like I don't know What's well, okay we can come back to yeah. it cuz I mean that's a pretty uh Yeah happy, I was I was I was into selection. like fashion designers and stuff so like I would look at runways and stuff too So when did uh that start like checking out like being aware of designers cuz we all see clothes but then you know at a certain point you tip over into connoisseur yeah. land yeah, I was obsessed with magazines um, because it was like a kind of way to like feel uh, like I could inform myself and the world outside of Juno, you sure, know? Sure, yeah. Um, so comic books and magazines and uh, like Rolling Stone and then fashion magazines and stuff and uh, uh, reading like the the notes uh in the editorials who designed stuff i just got obsessed with that and like then like just fully like dove in rolling stone was a huge thing for me as well yeah i think i'm trying to remember the first episode first episode i got there you go (laughs) well you know what it's words were welcome back to rolling stone (laughs) on this episode i think sybil shepherd was on the cover of the first one i got i'm I'm quite old that's a good one they're very good yeah and especially pre-internet that was the best thing for finding out any because then those top hundred lists of albums like they actually were helpful and yeah. useful you know yeah totally i mean yeah. yeah we didn't we didn't really have internet until i was probably 15 or something so before that really it is magazines yeah 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 i found out about so much through like blender and spin and stuff like Spin used to be incredible. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Blender, I think I would get every once in a while, but I didn't know it as well. Yeah. It, it was similar. It was a little more like um, snarky or something. I okay. think it was also like not just music. It was like culture generally. Okay, sure. Yeah. And there was that stuff too, though. There'd be like uh, magazines that were kind of some music, fashion, and yeah. a whole bunch of stuff. Like, yeah. Really chic things if you like look at them now, if there was something equivalent now. I mean, maybe there are, but yeah. they're mostly websites and everything's very... Uh, it's niche just all mashed together yeah. yeah 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 so in juno what was juno like i mean i think we have a sense of it but what was the vibe like at school and everything um it's kind of weird because you have the like um you have like kind of uh working like blue collar like working class like what like uh republican sentiment and then you also have this kind of like hippie Pacific Northwest sentiment. Um, so like, as far as like gay shit goes there, it's like weirdly like kind of fine, but uh-huh. like they, people will just kind of like leave you over there, you know? So not really discussed, but not harassed as much. Yeah okay yeah yeah so it was okay i mean i i hung out with like the druggies mostly so that kind of like you're able to disguise it a bit if you just look kind of weird and sick you know (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah but uh yeah no uh i was a pretty good student i 
like got uh, I like dipped into like heavy drug use for a couple of years and then was like, all right, I got to get the fuck out of here. And then like um, if you're going to do it, that's a good age. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. then I continued, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> later, later. But... Sorry, I'll amend that. A good age to start. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. 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 To, yeah. To get your feet wet. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> know what you like now. What uh, works for you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I found it really, really boring. Mostly, that was like yeah. my takeaway. Yeah. And cold. Um, and cold. I, I like. Yeah. You. You. You didn't really have summers there when I grew up there. Now they have like really beautiful, amazing, warm summers, which is kind of scary. That's well, yeah, lovely global warming, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, a nice side effect. That's <laughs> Juno is it's not all bad. Everybody, vacation Come on. spot, <laughs> totally. <laughs> so I know two people from Fairbanks. Actually, the most oh, yeah. recent guest, Denali, is from Fairbanks. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then a friend of mine, Rick. So I know I've heard more about Fairbanks than Juno, even though Juno is like uh, gets. Like, you can dump a water bottle out and it'll be ice before Instagram. <laughs> oh, my God. My parents are from Canada, so I've visited enough that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's extreme. That's very extreme. It's that's crazy. Unique. Yeah, because yeah. I, I always complain about Massachusetts being too cold, but you had it proper really cold, which also makes the uh, slutty outfit difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. How many, would you wear a lot of flannel? What was the protective layer that you would go um, for? I, so people there weirdly just kind of like the like general sentiment is to like just like tough it like you never saw an umbrella there even though it rained constantly yeah um so it was a lot of like a hoodie with either a leather jacket or like a kind of north facey jacket yeah and um and then like skinny jeans and i'm trying to think of what shoe i would wear like a basketball shoe yeah like something weird yeah like in between not quite a boot yeah yeah you're not gonna go like no i'm not gonna admit yeah exactly yeah yeah. very that not gonna not gonna let the terrorists win Um, (laughs) freedom shoes is what we like to call exactly (laughs) uh but yeah i think i was like in in high school i did like the emo phase and then moved on to like little edie vibes yeah. where it was just like lots of like disparate kind of thrifty <laughs> like <Sure>. scarves and stuff <laughs> flowing things again. yeah 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 and then like a yeah. blazer and a, another blazer yeah <laughs> so what was the first the romantic entanglement was that in juno uh well it was that weird guy the weird porn guy yeah uh kind of tried to make out with me a couple of times um and then and was it like oh well okay maybe because you did just give me the, the stuff and... i think even then i was like this is weird and yeah. like i remember i remember at one point i was like hey we probably should like not hang out anymore because if my dad like sees you texting me he's gonna like freak out it's he's not gonna like it yeah and then he like hacked into my facebook or my uh my space and stuff and like, what yeah did a bunch of weird shit <laughs> oh no so you got like identity jacked in a yeah way. weirdly yeah uh-huh um but um it's good to get that out of the way early too yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally uh romantic shit did not start until i moved to new york okay so you moved to new york for parsons right yes okay and then uh, that's the eight, 18 19 yes. around then okay cool so had you visited brooklyn before uh, um, going we did me and my mom did one like visit yeah. to check out the school and then uh yeah i my mom died right before i got accepted and then I like sent out to this like modeling um, 
thing, this like cross country modeling photo shoot thing Mm -hmm. with that photographer Ryan McGinley. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so that was like how I ended up getting to New York was this like weird modeling gig. Um, But yeah, I had only been once before. So was that the first modeling gig that you did? What was that like? It was, I was so weird because I just sent photos in over the internet <laughs> and was coming just straight from Juno. And yeah. I like kind of didn't think it was real until I got there. And then it was like, okay, everybody get naked. It's like... <laughs> oh, know. okay. Was that kind of weird modeling? Yeah, there. it was art, but also naked and also like kind of like weird, you know, New York Terry Richardson blurry, uh, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not quite Terry Richardson, but you know, a little like sexy, like, woo. Yeah. Um, didn't have his cool glasses. I guess, yeah. The, the, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think those glasses helped him get away with a lot, even though they made him look yeah, the creepiest. Like, Come on. Yeah. Look at him. Uh, <laughs> no, look at him. Come on. Well, you know what's come on. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Like if he was ever pulled in for a lineup for anything in a yeah. cop station, this guy, no. like, I think, yeah, no. <laughs> he couldn't harm anyone. Yeah, yeah. Let like, me try mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for frames like this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so it was that kind of weird thing, but also weird. I'm guessing uh, that thing where you're like, this seems a little weird, but I'm in New York, so this is good. Well, well, the the road trip took place. We started in San Francisco. We went up like Montana and then down to Tennessee. It was like all across the country um, that we did this like nude road trip. Um, and <laughs> so we, wait, you shot nude in in various places? Yeah, in like wow. cave systems mostly, oh, but wow. like also deserts and uh, like houses in the middle of Montana and stuff. Um, What's Montana like? It seems strange to me. I think I drove through it once on a tour, and yeah. uh, it's just a lot of nothing. It looks yeah, like. we we kind of just like stayed in a spot that was like weirdly nothing. Yeah, and then that was like that was the shot or whatever, you know. <laughs> or no, I think there we were jumping off of a barn onto a stunt mat. And uh-huh. so the shot was like a falling person, you know? That's fun, nude. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> it's cool. I like all the photos still. Oh, that's good. Um, but uh yeah, it was it was a trip because uh I never really hung out with anyone who was like cool with a gay person, like outwardly like New York people, you yeah. know. And then the I mean the photographer was gay. Uh it was like people were talking about art that I knew about. It was like I could like keep up with people. And um and yeah, so it was just it was a really eye opening experience and like I don't know, I was always like really like kind of anorexic and like ashamed of my body. So it was like very freeing to be like okay like it's it's actually fine to just like be naked in front of people and not be ashamed of yourself that is a big big uh step it I've, was huge I, yeah, yeah so i had totally. eating disorder stuff myself and uh the body dysmorphia can pop up at the most fun times too right yeah do, absolutely do you still uh find that as well oh sure but like i it's pretty under control at this point now i'm Same, like yeah, yeah yeah it's like you know oh uh, well you look a little like not like you would like to look but like whatever like <laughs> yeah you you know your body is uh 
does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. So like, thank God. When did that start? The uh, anorexia stuff. Uh, <laughs> that's so Barbara Walters. I love that. <laughs> um, I'll get to what tree would you be? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you were a tree, <laughs> I mean, in high school for sure. Uh, I think it was. I think for a lot of trans girls, it is a way to androgenize your body. You know, mm-hmm. um, either gaining weight or losing weight uh, mm-hmm. in to an extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was definitely, and it's a way to feel in control. Right. Uh, so that was, um, I think like really what I was doing with that. And then when I moved to New York, it was like, it was never as, uh, uh, intense as it was when I was like in Juno because yeah. it was, uh, I don't know. Like, not, I was not functioning for the same reason. Sure. Uh, so you found it like it lessened a bit in in New York. Totally. Probably also because you're in the milieu of people that are similarly minded. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. For sure. And when did um, you start considering your gender identity? Was that would that be in high school or would it be more when you're in New York and around? I guess more open minded people or people willing to discuss the things that you mentioned in the photo shoot i just i didn't really know what trans was for a really long time um i mean i knew like amanda lapore and then um maybe that's it like uh it like before moving to new york sure of course and then moving to new york you like kind of get a a bigger um sense of like what uh trans people how they exist in life and you know yeah um and actually seeing people right yeah just actually seeing them it like makes a tremendous difference you can walk to the store and you see a gay person you see a trans totally. person you see all kinds of people whereas if you feel like you're the only person of whatever stripe wherever you are yeah it, it make, doesn't seem possible there was there was one trans lady in town in juno and like i think she was pretty well liked she worked at kmart and another grocery store and she was really fab like she was just like glam yeah and um and uh but it was like it was always like uh i like can't really imagine like she's definitely like not involved in like communities like my parents are like so it was hard to like connect what that it's like oh that that's someone who exists over there you know yes in their own sphere yeah populated by them yeah totally (laughs) yeah she must just sit uh, go home and sit alone all night yeah we see her occasionally at the store and then that's it yeah 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 it was weird that she lived in duno honestly uh (laughs) but um but yeah i think um when did I really like start? Cause when I moved here, I started when I started doing the like menswear fashion stuff, I started kind of like pushing my own dressing, um, boundaries. And I would yeah. like, wear weird hair extensions and bleach my eyebrows and wear like leggings and stuff. Yeah. And, um, and then I started doing drag eventually. What was your drag name? Macy Rodman. Okay. Because if you look up her skirt, you may see Rodman. 
So stupid. <laughs> um, and like such a clunky pun. Um, <laughs> it's a good one. I, don't know, I, like, I guess. Yeah. Clunky um, puns. There's a lot to be said for clunky, clunky pun puns. Clunky pun is a good drag Clunky name. pun is great. <laughs> yeah. When we're next in town, we'll go see clunky pun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she got Mary's. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I started doing drag and then... And when and I'm just going to interject again. I'm going to yeah, throw yeah. you darts to throw you off your map yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, where did you start doing drag? What was the venue? I so I was DJing a party in the Lower East Side at a place called Sweet Paradise, and as and the party was called Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> who knows why <laughs> and um every week we would print out because we had access to the uh, printers at parsons so we would print out a giant poster of jennifer Anderson. <laughs> that's the best like a different like we would photoshop tattoos on her or like her with like some other celebrity like you know yeah and then is there a gallery of these like is there a I preserve wish we saved them i, I wish we yeah. saved them god so stupid i have some of the weird printouts that i printed out there but not those i'm imagining like a professor or whatever walking through while one's being printed just being like huh what's uh well <laughs> art <laughs> school <laughs> these art kids <laughs> yeah um so i started doing drag there but only to dj and then i think the like there was some kind of a closing party or I can't remember. Uh, uh, I performed in drag that night and I did slave for you. But like as the girl in the bottom of the well in uh, silence of the lambs <laughs> and had a Hannibal mask, it was confusing. Of course. Of uh, course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um yeah so then did you make the hannibal mask or? i did it was like uh garbage bags and like a, i think a <laughs> wire hanger or something perfect yeah um and then i moved so that was when i was in my apartment in chinatown didn't pay rent for a few months so i got kicked <laughs> out was this your first apartment uh yeah outside the no uh, well yeah i had this is my first one that i like stayed in for a while okay um and then I had to go stay with my friend in Brooklyn and she lived down the street from this bar that was showing drag race. So I was like, Oh great. I'll like show up in drag. I was like Raja's season, I think. Yeah. And there was a queen, uh, hosting that did that. Her name was Amanda Poupon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she was great. She did like, um, she did like ukulele songs and stuff. Yeah. And, um, and she had to leave at some point. She was like going to be like an, a nanny, I think. Uh, so she just like couldn't be out all night. And so they were like, well, we need someone to like host the show. Would you do it? Like you show up here and drag you little weirdo. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I can, I can do whatever I want. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm going to call it bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> and we did like, uh, just like weird, stupid numbers to like die Antwerp songs or like whatever was like tumblery at the time. We had a, one night was like dedicated to Monica Lewinsky and like, uh, like telling her side of the story. It was, we had a rave night called like Plur 420 or something. We had a YOLO night where I got this <laughs> tattoo that's like barely finished. It says, I don't know and I don't care. 
yeah, that's how I like got started in drag. And like that party went on for three years, I think. It took off, right? It was like a really big thing. Yeah, it yeah. had a little following in yeah. Brooklyn. Um, and then uh, I started... I was like, at some point during like the first or second year, I was like, I can't fucking lip sync. I suck at this. Like, it's just like, it's, I, I always go too proppy and gimmicky with it. I'm not like, you know, I'm not, I don't remember words. I don't remember my own words. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to start like singing. Yeah. Cause I've been like working on music anyway. So like, I'll just start singing like covers and stuff and maybe sure. an original here and there. And then that became like what I would do only. Yeah. And then at some point I was like, yeah, I think like this is what I like I'm going to keep doing. It's a nice natural uh, evolution and progression yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, and, totally. And what was the overlap with that in Parsons? Because I know you left Parsons, but were you starting that while you were while you were at Parsons? No, this was like maybe two years after i left parsons okay so what was going on in between the leaving parsons and then that i uh was making music with my friend under like another uh like my dead name uh and um i was just like yeah making this like weird music that was really really bad trying to get gigs um working at a sandwich shop and just like partying a lot yeah yeah well, that's a classic uh, yeah. new york thing to do especially while you're working on the initial music and everything yeah is totally. there a story like that in the velvet underground documentary i don't know if it was a sandwich shop but there's something oh really yeah you know, or something there's some kind of uh this is like that's the classic like early bits of uh, yeah you know uh, I, I probably have it wrong or maybe yeah i don't know there's always some like what whatever lose job was before oh you, you yeah know what i mean although no he actually had a song out when he was like 15 or something like, oh really yeah he like he wrote weird uh he wrote songs for Pickwick Records that were mo- knockoffs of other popular artists. And oh, that's, funny! And that's how him and John Cale met because they needed a touring act to, or uh, to do public appearances for the song called "The Ostrich," which was like a dance craze type song. Oh, wait, that sounds familiar. Yeah, and that's how they met. Like it's the craziest story. Like John oh. Cale, like Mister, uh, like sophisticated uh, European musician. <laughs> like they're doing this sort of sock hop band. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is, the, that's the, that's your story too, right? The sock hop yeah, band. Yeah, classic sock hop circuit. <laughs> People don't realize the sock hop circuit is still alive and well. Yeah, oh York. yeah. It's uh, it's underground though. Like you got, yeah. you got to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to know the right people. Yeah. The track with Xander saying, uh, if I don't know you, you're not getting in, is actually about a sock hop. A sock hop, yeah. <laughs> the, the cutthroat world of sock hops. <laughs> it is brutal. So people talk about the drag ball culture, but forget it. Uh, honey, so- <laughs> talking about shade. <laughs> Nothing casts shade like a sock. <laughs> yeah, you, it, you know, if your poodle skirt is not president correct, forget about it. <laughs> your poodle is looking in the wrong direction. <laughs> uh, so... Were you then making your own clothes as well? Like, uh, did, had you continued that, For drag? Uh, or just in general? Like, did Parsons uh, open up that, or were you doing that? before? Yeah, that kind of became my like, uh, uh, like way to incorporate like fashion. Love was like to make like elaborate outfits or whatever, or like just like theme performances and stuff. And yeah. I got really into hair and makeup and stuff like that even before I was doing like drag performance mm-hmm. um, and getting into hair and makeup where did you meet some other makeup artists uh, or hair people and then start doing that or was it no, like an auto, just, autodidact it uh, was yeah very very just uh trial and error yeah, <laughs> i yeah. like i would go to ricky's and get like uh Kinecolon, like braiding hair uh-huh. and i had like bleach blonde uh 
probably like shoulder length hair at the time and i would just like do like weird willie nelson braids um <laughs> with all bleached out so i looked like a weird like willie nelson like elf person <laughs> that's a cute look actually, it was cute because yeah. his braids are pretty nice they're cute. Thinking, yeah. yeah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're pretty solid um and that but then i would like i would just have the braiding hair like together in the back so there would be there would always be like a lump back here uh-huh. like i just didn't really know but i was like whatever and sometimes those things, sometimes those things can become signature looks yeah <laughs> oh macy with the lump yeah love her saw her at the sock hop last week <laughs> honey if you don't have a lump at the sock hop <laughs> forget about it yeah yeah your shoes could be shine but if you don't have that uh, <laughs> uh when you said the party a lot what was uh, the kind of partying like um it, so uh, at that point it was like wait i'm just gonna oh yeah my friend really quick oh your lawyer i understand he's 15 minutes late too so that's perfect oh that's great okay I, in new york at the time it was a lot of open vodka bars oh, and so if you okay. were a young whatever and uh you could tolerate vodka you could like get wasted pretty much everywhere <laughs> there's a yeah I, that's right this reminds me of I'm hearing about like a bar open uh, seeing a thing and that made sense made no sense so it wasn't a sentence it was words assembled sort of together i remember <laughs> saying these things about open liquor bars yeah. and not understanding like wh- how did they make money and i don't know it, it's gotta just be the cheapest liquor yeah. the cheapest vodka possible and then um and then yeah you use a couple of bottles and then it's like when you're out you're out and then people want to drink more yeah i think is the reasoning that makes sense right but i would always (laughs) leave i've done my work yeah exactly yeah yeah that's right because it's from a certain time to certain time yeah because there and there was there was a website called openbarnyc.com oh my god i think is what it was yeah and it doesn't exist anymore because people don't really do that. But we would like hop from one to another. <laughs> so then uh, you're doing bath salts, you're singing, and you get the sense this is really what I want to do. Yeah. And so then was it sort of like a doubling down of efforts on the music? Yeah, totally. I I went through a few years where I was like had a like really intense Adderall phase. Um, and would just stay up all night. And I was like, gotta be taken seriously as a musician. <laughs> and um, would just work on like a drum pattern for like, I, I ended up with like two songs out of that year, you know? And but the, the drum tracks were beautiful. <laughs> they're yeah. be- to this day, they're gorgeous. Um, they hold up, but... Uh, and we'd be programming yeah. Uh, stuff, yeah, or playing uh, like drum machine stuff or and, on and the computer. And synths and stuff, because yeah. I... I didn't really grow up. I I took a little bit of like piano lessons and guitar lessons and stuff, but I didn't really grow up playing instruments. So I felt like I was, I was at a deficit. They had like uh, synths and stuff at Parsons. Oh, okay. Wow. So uh, I would just like hang out in the computer lab and go nuts. Yeah. So did you do a lot of work on Logic or what's the other one? Ableton or Reason? Reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was the one that made sense to me for some reason. And then it made for a very uh, jarring shift to like a normal program because it's like, it's like a weird animated uh, like uh, interface. Yeah. Uh huh. 
it's like a for kids or something but it worked really well and like i guess mgmt made their first record with that i think so and todd rundgren uses it all the time really yeah oh yeah it's yeah. so funny how some programs get like this sort of stink on them yeah like, like people are like oh oh you use oh you use uh, yeah. audacity oh yeah no that's not really <laughs> like there's even a weird thing with logic and ableton i think too yeah, some people totally. are snobby about one or the other and it's all like whatever works yeah and people who use pro tools are just like <laughs> oh yeah no yeah. oh no logic yeah that's for like the home yeah that's that's gross yeah. yeah 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 that's for like recording a kid's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, and pro tools is like a pain in the ass and it's a monthly subscription fee like, i didn't what know the that yeah. that's ridiculous yeah yeah it's psycho i think that's one of those things where like you're paying a monthly subscription fee so you have to shade everything else because you got to justify yeah. yourself why the fuck you're paying a monthly yeah, subscription literally. fee <laughs> <laughs> and it's not cheap either Oh, I can't imagine it is. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's what they want to keep it like, oh, this is the professional one. Right. And then again, like Billie Eilish has like the biggest record in 10 years on a laptop logic. Literally. Yeah. Gwen Stefani made uh, her second record on GarageBand. I well, love- Pharrell did. So it's like a little. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, yeah. So some people are a little better at GarageBand. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But still GarageBand really is Logic Junior. Yeah, honestly. It's you know? the same control. Same yeah. thing. You might have a couple less plugins, but who cares? Yeah. It's about the writing and stuff. Someone can mix it later anyway. Right. Yeah. So did you find uh, some collaborators in order to flesh stuff out or were you making everything yourself? I had uh, my friend Matt, um, Matt Walker uh, helped me. We just like started playing around and making these songs together, and we like had a fake band. <coughs> I'm sorry, I keep coughing. I was just screaming. Last <laughs> night. Um, I inspire that coughing, so it's uh, yeah. Um, and so we were like, we had this idea for like a fake band called the New Flesh, and um, it was like this just like psychotic kind of kid rock character Um, (laughs) i love a concept i really do (laughs) and then so we made a few songs like that and then uh matt like kind of lost interest or like or got busy with life and stuff and Mm -hmm. i was like he was older than me and i was like 21 and had no nothing else to do so i was like i'm just gonna keep on going with this and working (laughs) at the sandwich shop and um did you get free food from the sandwich shop yes thank god yes yeah that was like uh, and with like a 20 year old's metabolism like perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> a two steak and cheese and i'll have uh yeah yeah what was your favorite sandwich from the sandwich shop what did i get um i think it was a really basic one it was like turkey it was called like turkey semolina or something it uh-huh. was like turkey avocado cheese uh mm, sprouts maybe hummus that's like a solid nutritional staple for someone who is living off of the food they get from work yeah it yeah. really is yeah <laughs> uh, yeah because that's the like most popular one was called the spicy rizak which was like <laughs> i've heard of her <laughs> <laughs> she's a very still um it was like ham cheese chipotle mayo like onions like i just saw so many of those i was like <laughs> and i was like hungover all the time so <laughs> what's your drink of choice i mean then it was the free vodka but for, well when i when i did pay for it it was whiskey ginger uh-huh. that's what i would drink and then now i drink almost exclusively tequila mm, any particular kind um you espelon is usually easiest there's this one called la gratona that is my favorite yeah um 
So for and gifts then, at shows, Lagratana? Lager, yeah. Good. But Remember, you, folks, bring on the... It's tough to find. Oh, okay. See, this makes their uh, your fans uh, have a mission now. Oh, yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> it's in a beautiful green bottle. Um, do you drink? No, I don't. I used to. Okay. Uh, I tried really hard at it, but it just wasn't that good at it. <laughs> <laughs> but I like other stuff. I like K and uh, psychedelics a lot. I love mushrooms. No, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. I haven't had mushrooms in a long, long time. I think but I had acid the last time I had a psychedelic. But weirdly, it was like a year ago from this past New Year's. It was like that was the, a pandemic New Year's. Watch the Bee Gees documentary, Take Acid. And, oh. and it was it was really good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and what yeah in terms of drugs now, do you still partake or every now and then you know i'll do like a bump or whatever yeah yeah exactly uh i can't do adderall because that will just send me into a tailspin but does it trigger memories or vibes from the previous time it's just like it's like i never left you know it's like yeah it's yeah. like okay we gotta get it done we gotta get it done we gotta like you yeah. know it's like if we uh, maybe we should ask her for another one because then in a few hours you're gonna want it because we're actually we're just gonna have to stay up all night yeah you know yeah it's a whole system that goes on yeah I, now see i'm on adderall for adhd and it's been a lifesaver but i think whatever, sure. wh- whatever your experience like when you have a, it's almost like that thing where people talk about oh i can't drink uh screw, uh, screwdrivers anymore because i drank so much and i got sick when we have an association with something yes that's it it's going to be that way if we go back to it well i started wellbutrin and, oh i've heard that yeah that's amazing and for, that was great because it's like not something you can really abuse um but it does give you it gives you what you were like if you were trying to self-medicate with uppers then like uh it kind of gives you what you would need from that you know without the other stuff where you're like without euphoria and like you know (laughs) and and tweaking the drum tracks yes exactly yeah yeah (laughs) do it a normal amount now (laughs) i've heard wonderful things about wellbutrin and so did you did you have depressive issues as well yeah i'm naturally like prone to uh not wanting to get out of bed like uh just like losing interest in things quickly um and like you know years of blasting my serotonin receptors didn't really help yeah um but uh with the, with that i always think that that just speeds up the thing that we need to find anyway you, oh, you know, think it, it, I, 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 some, I mean it's not a doctor's theory or anything but, <laughs> but it's like because you needed something back then yeah say, right so there was already something there yeah and then now you found like the wellbutrin the thing that that works clearly with a fondness for uppers there's something again adhd so prone to enjoying right that and that's why because it helps the motors run yeah yeah no i i think that's totally right because it's like i wouldn't have uh done so much of it if it wasn't like (laughs) you know i needed to find some a healthy way to like incorporate uh a, a little speed into my life. <laughs> <laughs> I just need a little pep, a little get up and go. Yeah. Get, yeah, you can't be you can't be dragging ass at the sock hop. And there's only so many Red Bulls that you can drink <laughs> at the sock hop. They well, won't allow <laughs> that many. <laughs> they won't serve you anymore. Yeah. With that, I, I remember before getting the ADHD uh, diagnosis, and uh, at then at that point, Ritalin. Uh, it, the amount of Mountain Dew that I drank at like age 13, 14 was oh. just like shocking. Do you remember this drink? It was a diet drink called Redline. I remember I never got it because I'm not a big soda drinker, but I remember seeing it. Yeah, I think it had like Fen Fen in it or something. <laughs> probably did. This is probably like Four Loco era, right? It was before. It was, oh, wow. It okay. was wild. It, I would get it in high school. Um, 
<laughs> if like we were like waiting on something, you know, like, <laughs> it was uh, like we'll an appetizer. Just, I'll, I'll just go get a couple of red lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. was it was wild, and I'm like, I can't believe they sold that over the counter. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. When you smoke meth, how long are you up for? Is that like the same amount as if when someone eats it or when someone? Well, no, shooting it is like a whole nother. Realm. Yeah, I never shot. Um smoking it is i don't know i mean you can kind of stay up for ever yeah you know yeah, yeah, yeah. uh and maybe that's a dumb question too because i know meth in general if you take it it's days right yeah but you but you you don't have to like i don't know i would like i didn't have access to as much of it as i would need to stay up for days oh okay um so i would if i was like with someone sure, sure but um if the pantry was full exactly <laughs> uh but uh, other than that i um i learned later how to stay up for days when i had the adderall <laughs> that was a good yeah. <laughs> progression yeah we grow in sophistication yeah with these things. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah no the uh the meth it it, it i i don't remember I I never really sleep anyway, so I was like, I think it was just kind of like, it just assisted it, what was it, already. It was it seamlessly fit into my <laughs> life. It was beautiful, right? Well, you're interested in fashion and, and seams and all that stuff, and, and uh, yeah, and the, yeah, it was very John Galliano, <laughs> one seam, yeah, Halston, you know, one cut, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah really elegant. <laughs> Who are some of your favorite designers? Uh. Balenciaga with guest gear uh -huh. was the one, and Prada were the ones that like really hooked me as a kid. McQueen, um, uh, Raph Simmons, um, John Galliano, I appreciate more now, but uh -huh. then I was like, it's too clowny. Like, it's too crazy. <laughs> I wanted, like, for some reason, I was obsessed with, like, serious, like, Prada was putting out, like, this, like, serious, like, beige, <laughs> uh, like, wet girls, like, I was with, like, knee socks. And I was like, I fucking love this. Like, you know, and uh, Balenciaga uh, had, like, really um like kind of fascist heels <laughs> that were just like brutal but then with like very normal outfits and i was like i want to be her you know it's like yeah. a, a boring but like uncanny woman <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's something about her like that kind of thing yeah yeah why is she wearing all beige and just staring at a wall uh, <laughs> i love that beige was like your go to beige uh, gray uh -huh. yeah i loved it <laughs> <laughs> uh what uh, colors do you find most populating your outfits now uh i wear a lot of pink surprisingly mm -hmm. which i'm like i never think of myself as like a pink like girly person mm -hmm. well pink can be so many things though right yeah i guess so yeah but uh yeah i've been i've been doing a lot of pink lately and i guess i i kind of have always um and then other than that, kind of like brown and nude. Yeah, so you got to keep the brown in there, the earth tones somewhere, yes, right? Yeah, it's in the heart. You, yeah, you <laughs> I agree. Yeah, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite color palettes is like that early '80s. Uh, well, actually, the the pillows kind of indicate 
Oh, like a oh, this like mauvey. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I want to get some more clothes rose. in these. Yes, dusty rose. Yeah, okay. yeah. That weird mint green that was popular in the early eighties. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love that. Like the Incredible Shrinking Woman color palette. Oh yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and back to music. So you were making the stuff on your own, and then doing the, uh performances at Bath Salts. When did it start to uh be? I'm doing a show as me opening for people getting bill on bills etc um i think it was when basils was still happening um i would play with other like queer acts mostly um and there were like some diy spaces that were like open to queers but like their main like these people that i worked for for a while uh, at this bar called happy fun hideaway they had a place called secret project robot and they're like um they're like hippie kind of burnery vibes but then they're like but yeah we like the queers too like you know <laughs> yeah you're fine too yeah uh, so and so it's like you can only have one or two days we're not going to give you the whole yeah <laughs> so it's like you could like uh you could like get your foot in with these like noise bros or whatever. Yeah. And if they, if one of them like took a liking to you, then like you could kind of like wiggle your way into other stuff. Yeah. So it kind of slowly happened. And then also, uh, like the art world was always like a place for me to, um, find legitimacy, I guess. Sure. Um, because it's like, you know, transgressive drag like gender whatever and i was like sure okay yeah that's what i'm doing that's my philosophy and i have a manifesto that i'm working on thank you very much my friend bradford nordine who i'm uh meeting for lunch uh like really helped me with that like to like sell yourself in this like art way that um that like yeah it's just like it's more welcoming than uh the music scene which is like what is it like there it's just like i don't know there's a lot of just like weird like broy like mediocrity you know <laughs> yeah yeah and somehow that never gets expunged from no the music it's like it's just always how it's going to work you know yeah. and it's like and like it, perhaps at some point like the the scene that like has uh controlling uh stake in the like scene will be a different group of people yeah but it will still be like not welcoming to outsiders you know it's like it's just always gonna be like these people are the ones that are kind of like the main people and then like uh, whoever else has to kind of slither in you know so it's like it's fine it is what it is but it's like that was never like a, a a reliable place for me to like uh, find supporters, you right. know. And in a way, though, it kind of forces you to find the things that will give you support because, yeah. in, in a greater way than the other folks in the broy. Oh, we've just decided that yeah. they're okay because so many of those we've decided they're great are the people that ooh and ah at the party, at yeah, whatever. They most of the time don't go anywhere, yeah, or they don't affect people, yeah, yeah. Because, because uh, like, if they're saying you're okay. It's probably because they're like, oh, you, we we get you to an extent and we're not threatened by you. Yeah. And you can exist there, but we also are not thinking of you like on the same level as us, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're okay because you're not a threat. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, cool. Yeah, You're totally. Cool. Yeah. So what were some of the venues that you were playing at the time? Glasslands back in the day, 285 Kent, um, Babies All Right, which... I still play sometimes, but I they drive me crazy because the sound guy is like just always like they they're getting they've got better sound people now, but like for a while it was like Baby's All Right and Rough Trade were like the sound people were so condescending to me every time they would always like ask me if I needed a mic because I what? guess they thought it was like a drag queen at that like doing oh, a drag performance yeah, or something yeah and he had like also I'm guessing because of the electronic tracks or yes. something they're like where's the guitar yeah <laughs> so they were just like why why do you need to sound check I've noticed too uh, for, uh, when I was watching a friend's band in Boston dealing with a sound person and it was seemingly easy having done some sound stuff I was like wait so they have a bunch of stuff on track yeah you really just have to put the faders up kind of where they tell you yeah and it was unbelievable how much hassle oh it was my god well they, they yeah they just want you to know that they know so much fucking more about <laughs> you, you know phase and and yeah oh, it's you know feedback uh it's like it's not hard it is not hard no <laughs> right exactly especially when you've made the stuff yeah you know yeah yeah there there's a lot of frustrated uh people trying to just excuse me proof see i i inspired coughing in you and clearing my throat <laughs> over here i try to uh, uh do the same uh i feel very old. oh good i'm glad That's, i want to i want a welcoming atmosphere this is why <laughs> excuse me wait. <clears throat> there we go great um the art when you mentioned the art world again i'm thinking of the warhol thing as yeah. well it's like that's a time-honored tradition particularly in new york as well or anywhere really i suppose in la it's similar yeah of like art, art embracing music that's not getting embraced other places yeah and like it's cool because you end up like kind of incorporating like either performance art or like collaborating with other artists or filmmakers like uh uh, laura parnes uh just made this movie that was like a really cool like documentary narrative movie that took her like a really long time to film she filmed it over years and then it has yeah it's like has like actors but they're in bands uh, uh-huh. like the one of the girls from like gang gang dances in it and um and uh and then it's also just like documentary style footage from shows and that's how i'm in it it's just like a show that uh she filmed that i was playing yeah and, but then there's like interviews with like kathleen hannah and like brontes pernell and like uh 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 Ms. Neon and stuff uh it's just got this like crazy cast of people just like talking shit so it has this kind of like uh Jim Jarmusch like uh coffee and cigarettes thing sure yeah uh but then there's also like a rom-com happening on the side <laughs> so yeah it's like you meet people like that who do like really cool interesting stuff and like that is that's not something you get if you're just like in like band world where we're talking about pedals <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like g- give it a fucking rest with the pedals just like <laughs> yeah yeah i know exactly yeah, yeah. What, you, uh, so what kind of gear do you travel with just my laptop right now yeah well, that's all you need right? i started doing a like cabaret style show where i'm uh playing with a pianist and two backing singers uh-huh. and i'm slowly trying to get a band together where i can play shows with a band 
uh, because I would like the option. Sure. But then, I mean, for the most part, it's like, it's just such low overhead to travel with like either a USB and I can play it off of CDJs or, yeah. uh, or just the laptop, sometimes just my phone, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's just the low maintenance. You well, know? It's great though, because the technology now is so yeah uh, perfect for that. Yeah. It allows so much. And also bands are a pain in the ass. Yes massive pain in the ass yeah so much stuff you have to bring i have merch with me on this trip i've never been so mad out of suitcase like i hate traveling with shit you know yeah can people buy the merch on your website yeah i think there's a link in my bio on instagram okay yeah cool because i mentioned not on mic but i wanted to go to your show last night but i had the COVID fear because i'm traveling oh so, yeah you yeah, know, yeah my of apologies course. Of course. i'm looking forward to seeing you live though yeah I'm yeah. back in May. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, that's great. I'll have come back from then. And great, where are you, do you know where you're playing in May? I think it it's something related to DragCon. I don't know if it's at DragCon. Or... Oh yeah, right. That thing's happening too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's great though. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, because there's those great events like after. Uh, it's like the city's never, never more alive. Oh, it's so good because there's so many after things. Okay, you know, like precinct they'll have something, and then every place has something okay and then the sock hop things over at mary's and it's good uh, <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember where we were on the timeline but that doesn't really matter <laughs> so okay so what what was the first uh ep or lp release that you put out uh first ep was called help and that was in 2015 and that was like five songs and was that with a uh a, a what label did you do that that with? was self-released self-released okay and uh, I got a boost because the video was really good. It was like an animated video. So that kind of got me in front of people a little bit. And then um, my first album on a small electronic label in New York called Sweat Equity. That was in 2017. And then 2019 was my third album. I put it out with them as well. And then I switched to, for this record, uh, Accidental Pop Star in uh, Philly. And uh, the artist Shamir runs oh, yeah. that label. Cool. Yeah, Shamir's uh, lovely. Oh, the best. Yeah. Just the best. And I love the new album title, Heterosexuality. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, the album is great, too. Yeah. It's like yeah. so, like, uh, it's like uh, post, like Bjork. So it reminds me of that a lot. Shamir's uh, productivity is like insane. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. They have like 20 albums. Yeah. 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 Uh but yeah, so yeah, that's that's um that's the discography. Uh yeah, yeah Sweat Equity was cool. Uh they And I've listened, by the way, I've listened to a lot of it. I just I, I was drawing a blank as I was like, what were we talking we were talking about right right? What was the first <laughs> record? So forgive me for the sort of lumping question. No. But uh the uh other thing I wanted to ask is What's dating life been like in the last couple of years? Because, you know, it's been crazy times and everything. Very, very weird. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. I had a long-term partner for three years, and then we broke up, We but we still make a lot of music together. So that was that was good. Did and you first meet making music, or did that yes. come up? Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. No, yeah. it's nice. Yeah, it's nice because we had the lead in and then like, and then <laughs> now we're back to where we were. Uh, and so, yeah, that that uh, was 2015 to 2018, I suppose. And then I had this really weird kind of long, I guess like a year or or over, a little over a year thing with this person who uh, 
was very weird and like a, a liar. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. So was the weirdness the lying or was there other weird stuff? It, weird across the board. And then the lying kind of slowly like uh, made its way to the surface. Uh, he like was revealed to have his girlfriend staying with him uh, because COVID happened and she couldn't like fly home. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. That was like that was weird, and then um, so you found out that there was like a double situation happening. Or, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, and then it was just like, oh, you were oh that time that you were being really weird. Oh, that's okay. Oh, okay. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's like the usual suspects, when it's all coming to you, at the yeah, end, you're like, <laughs> yeah. I dated Kaiser so sorry. Um, <laughs> Kevin Spacey actually. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's 12. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's the guy in Alaska. Yeah. No, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, you know, he didn't come out about it at the time, but now Kevin Spacey's been, you know, we know about him. So, you know, he didn't, yeah. There's no threat of blackballing. Right. Yeah. We're already going to get that from the Dolly Parton discussion. Oh, though, I was going to say cocaine and rhinestones. That guy, uh, people request, will you talk about this artist? Will you do a thing on this artist? And uh -huh. he said, uh, I can't get into the Dolly Parton thing because it would destroy the image that people have of her no one wants to hear it and i was like what what are you talking about yeah and remember folks listening we didn't say that i'm reporting what someone else said i bet she's like me <laughs> that would that would be cool it, it would be cool but and i also wonder if it's just that you know she's a very uh astute businesswoman and maybe she's boring yeah yeah and it could be that and it could be that that thing of like oh if a guy was doing it they'd be like a great uh, solid businessman but if a woman does it they're called a bitch yes she's like a pioneer and she had to do all sorts of stuff get away from porter wagner all that stuff yeah she yeah she's gotta be running on all all engines go at all times yeah you exactly. know? so she must just be kind of like i bet she's like all right bye y'all <laughs> and then like gets off stage and is like <laughs> it's like blank face like, like, like crusty <laughs> the clown when the lights go off yeah! on the oh my gosh she's <laughs> smoking a cigarette yeah. <laughs> I kind of don't buy the full tattoo thing either. I'm like, that's like too good to be true. She has a two or she probably has like a few, but but I think there's a sheer uh, garment that she's wearing that shows like her arms are fully covered in tattoos. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, but apparently it's a whole like trellis of roses. Oh, is, that's yes. the rumor. And I love the rumor. Yes. I love the rumor. Yeah. Yeah. The other rumor I, I heard that was great is that, you know, obviously she wears wigs. That's true. Yeah. But that she has a very, very, very short haircut and just wears like, Oh, like a chic little Mia Farrow or something? Exactly. Oh, fab. Which would be great because uh, she, if she wanted to go out and not be recognized, who would the hell would recognize her? Oh, my her? God. Oh, like, a, like oh, she could do like a black pixie cut. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Throw on a t-shirt. No one's going to. Or like, uh, like Lori, Lori Petty and Tank Girl. <laughs> yes. With the uh, tattoos and everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, she looks, that's the truth. She looks like Tank Girl. <laughs> she was gonna play her mom in the film but it didn't work out my yeah. friend lauren gregory made a a really amazing short uh animation that's like all uh oil painting so it like looks great it looks like an oil painting like moving yeah uh but it's dolly parton uh <laughs> and she just like starts taking off her top <laughs> and like has all these tattoos and it's a really short animation but she's just like Oh yeah. It's so funny. It's so good. So what's your dating style? Like, how do you like to, in the first days of courtship, what, what's uh, something that, that tells you that this person is of interest? Oof. Now I'm like, not even doing that. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, 
I need sex sometimes, and that can be acquired. You know, you got your bases covered. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, yeah. Where's the rest of the tour bringing it? Seattle tonight. Yeah. And then Portland the next day, and then back to New York for a second, and then possibly a last location but it's not confirmed oh secret yeah. secret mystery yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before we go uh what about one or two movies that either were pivotal to you or that you just love videodrome is like always yes. i have the long live the new flesh tattoo oh my god amazing yeah yes. I, I, the vhs is up there on the bar and it might be you might be in the blind spot for seeing you have the a, tape an is. association with Videodrome, right? Yeah, Videodrome disc, Videodrome disc, yeah. Disc yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's always been one of my very favorites it's as well. It's so good. It's so fucking good. And I just got to model uh, uh, Blondie's merch. Oh, amazing! Which is like so weird, but I, like <laughs> so like so just like in, in, crazy. Uh, I was in one of their videos. Uh, a while ago too it's like when blondie and joan jett did a song oh, together yeah 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 um so i'm just like a background person but like so weird to have any kind of like association with debbie like love blondie like the music i also like listened to so much but mostly for that fucking movie like that was like her burning herself with the cigarette is like it's, yeah i yeah hello lover everything Every, everything yeah. oh that older woman who's just like hitting on james woods oh my god the like greek lady yes yeah oh. it's just heaven it's, it's one heaven. of the greatest things ever made yeah you know i've never done a movie club on that so i would love to do a movie club on that with you oh yeah sometime yeah i would love that i love all cronenberg me too um i just started getting into the old stuff a little bit like uh what's the shivers uh rabid well that stuff too but Scanners? like his like his uh like school stuff like uh tale uh stories from the future or something oh, like i need that. to see that i just i beep torrented it uh Ooh, will you send it to me <laughs> yeah totally oh thank you and thank stereo you. 1969 that's or something. the other one i need yeah. to see i think the like the criterion blu-ray of videodrome has a couple of yes. those okay yeah, yeah i need to get that it doesn't make sense that i don't have it actually. i haven't <laughs> that's I, like yeah, my I handle never, on the other <laughs> i don't think i ever uh heard of them um until uh, uh i was like really going through his discography me or uh filmography and seeing which ones i missed yeah and um and yeah, I was watching like I watched Rabbit because I had never seen that one. Then I was like, "What are these?" Um, and great, another fun thing. Ivan Reitman produced those. Like, I love that Canadian oh. clutch of guys. Yeah, Ivan Reitman was like producing all sorts of stuff and worked with David Cronenberg. I love that whole scene because, like, in Canada, they were just like, "We're going to make the weirdest movies ever. Have the Canadian government pay for it." Yeah, and. Also, I have to say, Existence is the only one of his films. I was like, eh, this is not as good as Videodrome, and it's yeah. similar ideas. Crash is oh my god, incredible. Crash is so great. The sex scene at the beginning, it's where so good. That, where she's the, they're doing the fantasy talk. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, we're in for a different film. Yeah. This is not you're not because you're gonna, and then we go wildly into other yeah. territories with that. I love Crash. I love uh, a history of violence. I thought that was great. Uh, incredible. Uh, maps to the stars. Oh, that's the one I have to watch. It's really I haven't good. Seen that. And then there's the other Viggo Mortensen crime one. Eastern uh, Promises. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Incredible. Yes. Incredible. And then 
my merch is should I marry Darren Aronofsky? I have a song <laughs> called The Aronofsky Method, which is just like absurdist lyrics. And then it has this uh, chorus that's like, should I marry Darren Aronofsky? Should I marry Darren Aronofsky? And, <laughs> so uh, another favorite filmmaker then. I love Mother. It's uh-huh. like one of my favorites. And then uh, Black Swan, obviously. Um, the Wrestler? The Wrestler. Yeah. Here's me as The Wrestler. On oh, amazing. This shirt. Where is it? Yeah, this one. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I love Cronenberg because he writes like, or he uh makes movies l- like a novelist, kind of. Yeah, I saw him once at, at a Whole Foods in Venice. Really? But someone, people like, he's uh, hot. Yeah, and he is, and very distinctive. Like you yeah. don't. I walked past. It was a salad dressing aisle. Some people were kind of uh chatting him up. You could tell that it was going on a little bit too long for his taste. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, okay, I won't, I won't bother. And then I, I accidentally locked eyes with them in the checkout line. I just was aimlessly looking around. Our eyes met, and I could see in his face, he was like, I think I know you know who I am, yeah. and I don't want to talk. I was like, fair enough, because he's got a very striking he's visage, right? <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. My head started to swell a little bit, and I was like, I just want to buy myself and leave, Yeah, please. what's the drug in that? Oh, God, what is the it's drug in like, that? Uh, oh, I can't, it's not, I, all that's coming to mind is Ethereum. I'm like, my brain is poison. <laughs> well, listen, I know you have uh, a lunch date. Yes. And we have to do a little promo video. Okay. So uh, if, unless there's anything else you'd like to mention, I'd love to uh, tape another one with you sometime in the future. Absolutely. Wonderful. And I had a really fabulous time with you. Yeah, me too. Wonderful. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and friends to get these episodes well in advance, ad free and completely uncut. And plus a lot of other bonus options. So go over there now to patreon.com slash Craig and friends, check out the options, support the show and set yourself free.